to get burned. How to get burned? I, how to get burned? How to get burned? I don't know. Step away from the fight. Ah! What? Oh, what is it? What is it? And what is it? Oh, no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! Oh, no, my eyes! gonna hit record because we're too bad this has to has to be on record it has if i saw halloween kills for twenty dollars for rent or to or uh, actually no ownership has to be implied here i still (laughs) would have rather and i'm still happy buying old for twenty dollars more than halloween kills i probably actually would never i actually i may never watch halloween kills that is how uninterested this movie it looks so bad. What? I'm okay. Even, no, 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 no. This movie isn't even worthy of one of my boycotts. I am just so <laughs> uninterested in watching. Dude, this is this is the only one I've ever been interested in watching. And and maybe it's because I made myself do that. It, it might be because I made myself do that challenge, you know. Um, but yeah, this is the first time I've wanted to watch one of these fucking things. Never. No. <laughs> nope. This is it. Well, I mean, I saw like a couple of hyped up, like it was like I think they know it's bad too. Because oh yeah, because I'm seeing not I'm not even seeing trailers anymore. I'm seeing the featurettes. You know what I mean? Like where they're advertising behind the scenes. Oh, you for know, Halloween Kills. Yeah, I've already seen like five or six posts. That's. I the director, you, exactly, because it's not the it's not the trailer because the trailer is going to be weak because the movie's going to be weak. Yeah, and it's just you know the director and it's showing Michael Myers half charred and then you know this movie's going to be so much different. And it was so difficult making and then cut. It's just it's like I get it. He's no, he's he's not going to die. Like, but. That's the word. We'll have to I, do, I, I still we'll have have to do a Halloween episode because yeah. it's just the I still have, stupidest I, premise in the whole world to have a 90-year-old Michael Myers and <laughs> the house is set to literally burn itself down to where you can't see him die. That was her genius trap. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't. It's the stupidest shit I've ever heard of. Yeah, you, you can't confirm the body. Also, keep in mind that the entire premise of Halloween, or at least Laurie's involvement in uh, Michael Myers in this, right? Like, they'd only known each other for five minutes. And because Halloween 2 never happened, and they don't really go into it, like, Myers has no specific reason for wanting her dead. 
No, and she could have just moved. She, she could have just moved. Um, but also, that there was no. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, that would be a super traumatic event, right? Like, fuck that. That would uh, that would be absolutely traumatizing. You know, that would ruin anybody's life. But to like, I don't know, man. To to build up your entire life a a murder basement specifically about this guy that you you know failed to kill you for five minutes yes and struggled to get into a closet you know that has those blinds that i've broken on accident several times yep no so yeah i uh it's no i guess i mean I boycott tons of stuff. Like I boycotted all of the Christian Bale Batmans until like four years ago. And uh, surprisingly or unsurprisingly, I was right. Except the for third, the last one because the of, last uh, one. that's my favorite because of Tom Hardy and the Bane that, voice. The last it's, one is so fucking bad. Bob. It is. It's but so Tom Hardy and the Bane voice makes it worth watching for me just because it's hilarious. It's great. But no, <laughs> <laughs> speak of the devil and he shall appear so good so good tom interesting that's you what you thought was. <laughs> tom hardy can do no wrong no he can do wrong and that's he so, cannot, all right cannot do wrong. some of the most some of the most memorable tom hardy appearances lately have been uh a movie in which his face is completely and utterly covered, and he talks in a goofy ass voice through a filter. Okay, yep. and then and it, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's great because it's Tom Hardy, and it doesn't matter, and it's whatever it is. And then, <laughs> fucking uh, Venom, where um, I don't watch children's movies, so okay. that doesn't count. Okay, well his his Venom voice is fucking obnoxious. Those movies are garbage. I watch them, and I actually kind of like them because I'm a comic book dork. But those movies are garbage. And I'm then, sure. I'm sure they are. And no, then you have I, Tom and Hardy then he can do would, no he, wrong he, he for me. He played Mad Max. He played Mad Max. Virtually, best, best virtually Mad Max mute. Best Mad Max. I I agree, but he it it's not it. I anyone could have played that role. No, Tom Hardy acts with his whole body. He doesn't need words. Still, I no. I actually really I will defend Mad Max Fury Road. I love that movie. No, I love that movie to death. That movie, and fantastic. I actually like that he doesn't talk because it's like he's got nothing to say. Like poor guy, he just kind of grunts. No. And it's, it's that's great. not a dig. That's not a dig on the movie. That's not a dig on the character. That's a dig on, um, fucking Tom Hardy. That's not his. That, that he just he's just acting off the script. They had no lines, but he played it great. Such a good movie. So good. Well, anyway, we're gonna have to jump to what this episode's actually about yeah um, i don't have a metal mix up for it because i've been busy watching uh 12 seasons of archer yeah um, uh but hold on hold on uh-oh waiting we talk too much um via text uh, oh. <laughs> hold on. no there's a lot of text <clears throat> yeah I mean, I'm sure I'll put something in the title to where people will know what it is. So we're still waiting. We are still waiting. Okay. I so, should have definitely done some 
some more preparation. I only had like like a week. It's just not enough time. Yeah, but like the well, the problem is that we we jumped into it pretty, you know, uh, pretty aggressively. Pretty aggressively, we jumped into it to get. Uh, uh, Patrick to get really on. jumped into it. I will have to say this is going to yeah. be more of a Rob reacts to the things Patrick tells him episode, which is usually more the, yeah the standard format. I'll get um, Rob started off. Uh, see, Rob Rob's more opinionated, less factual. Well. And it's good that you said it. Anyway, hold on. Hold on. We'll get into that. Let me just start this off. Tonight's program will be an exciting one. And it will include All right. I, I, I cut that off a little bit early. Um, well, anyway, this episode will be about Ed and Lorraine Warren. The, the ones and onlys. My nemesis is <laughs> the uh, the Zach Baggins of uh, I don't know. The man, 1940s I actually have got like more more respect for Baggins yep. than I do these two. No, well, <laughs> I, okay, I, I do because I honestly I don't think Baggins. So I think Baggins Baggins isn't actually hurting people. No, and he so <laughs> with Baggins, what what Zach Baggins does, like he shows up and he does his stupid shit. And he's like, "This house was haunted, and I knew exactly what the ghost wanted. It wanted my fucking soul." <laughs> <laughs> but like, he knows what he's doing. He's gotten an audience. He knows that like ninety percent, it better be ninety percent of the people watching his shit, and and, and like, don't believe it. There's you there's know? a reason why ghost adventures and the it's well, called I, ghost adventures yeah, yeah well and, and the zach you know basically it's called the zach baggins show there's a reason why it's on the travel network it's not on the science channel no it's not no, on discovery okay. channel it it's is not on, on the discovery. history that's because discovery bought it but when that show first launched and probably i think like the first 10 seasons of that show it was all travel network is what that show was on. And it was just to get you to go to spooky bed and breakfasts. So. Yeah. And then he bought his own spooky bed and breakfast. Yes. But uh, the, this isn't about, this isn't about Zach. No, we actually can't probably it. use his name too much because we'll probably be sued. I assume Baggins has got pretty good lawyers. I heard he, these podcast hosts talking about me. They've got about three followers. I'm pretty sure the demon reached through the screen to get to them. Yes. You know, I mean, I kind of feel for him because he is blind. Um, he's not. He has those special glasses. He's the, the okay. glass. Damn it. We, got, damn it. we will do it. We will do an episode well, on Demon House because yeah. I just want Patrick to watch it again. Oh, OK, um, so let me but, let me just. But, but this is about the Warrens and uh, you <laughs> the fakery and the. OK, so, if anybody's listening to this actually thinks that the Warrens are like these real ghost demonologists and, and helped people boy, are you in for a surprise, which I love how I love how, like, okay. So in all the interviews that, that came after, so the book, the demonologist, right. Yes. They always refer to it as that book is about Ed and Lorraine Warren. No, 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 no. Um, that book is about Ed Warren because yes. Ed is a piece of shit and it's called the, demonologist not just there's no yeah there aren't two of them 
Okay. So whatever you guys want to tell yourselves about Ed and Lorraine's wonderful, romantic, awesome relationship that the movies show. Um, yeah, that's not that's not fucking them. Okay. No, Ed, and the, and the Ed best was part a of piece of garbage. And the best part about it is all the people that will Google. You know, at least I do. Every time something comes up that's like based on a true story or whatever, I usually do some Googling to get the real well, the truth behind it and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. and I want to, and it is the easiest thing in the world to just like Google Ed and Lorraine Warren. And instead Ed of Warren. the first 10 links, it's just conjuring links. Yeah. Just yeah. go down like to like the 10th link and just Not start even the 10th, looking into this monster. Dude. So, I'm okay. I'm, I'm not gonna say he's a complete. Like, I wouldn't put him in. I wouldn't say monster. Like, the, the he guy had wasn't a Hitler. child bride. Oh fuck. Well, okay. So, he if, if he didn't, but he didn't if, murder. Like, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a kidnapping, and also child implement. Like, we they just say. Uh no, I think she was like 15. Yeah, it was it was fucked. But yeah, listen, no, I mean, like, like so horror, the whole. Horror. Woody, whatever. Oh, yeah. God. No, I'm not. I'm not defending Ed Warren. Let me just start out right now. This is not going to be a. This isn't like a. a um, you know. <laughs> point counterpoint discussion. We both hate Ed and uh, Lorraine Warren. Yeah. I will say. Yeah, and I didn't. I used to not have any opinion on them one way or the other. I've um, always had an opinion. Until yes, you have. Uh, but like. So the movies depict them as um, Patrick Wilson and Vera uh, Farminga. Farmiglia. Uh, Farmiglia. No, that's it. Just says Farmiga. Yeah, Farmiglia. Well, either way, I don't see the appeal of her, but good for no, whoever does. Uh, but Patrick um, Wilson is a so Patrick Wilson. He's man. he's objectively a handsome man, and right? he looks nothing like edward <laughs> oh no 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 so when you first see edward Patrick you Wilson's realize like six seven so edward's like five eight in this little toad yeah when you realize that he actually looks closer to like a mixture between archie bunker and uh fucking um the dude from honeymooners uh oh ralph, um, ralph cramden uh yeah, J- uh, yeah. jackie gleason yes Yes. If they really wanted to, like, okay. If they really wanted, if they were gonna make Ed Warren, he would be, fit right in. You know that old Saturday Night Live skit where they the the Chicago Bears fans. Like, oh, the he Bears, would fit. The, the Bears. He would fit right in. I was just with, saying, like, if they were guys. gonna have like somebody play Ed Warren and actually they could have it, any one of my uncles or my father even. I mean, it would be like a cross between. Patton Oswalt and Danny DeVito of like living actors. Well, I would that say it would be a fine Ed Brian Cox. Brian Cox would be at least the more believable, handsome version. Like, you know, like Brian Cox is, he's a, you wouldn't call him handsome, but he's, he's more handsome than fucking Ed Warren was. Right. Well, I um, think we need to, I think we need to, we're going to have to break this in. So I think what we need to yeah. do is we're gonna discuss, <laughs> we got a real, we're going to, we're going to discuss the Warrens. So currently okay. as like the actual real story of some of their personal issues, like being just the biggest pieces of garbage. Okay. Well, and, we'll start off and, with and, Ed's, and the uh, niece, Ed's niece, the adopted 15 year old daughter. <laughs> that, yeah. We will, we'll get into that. We'll, which, so we'll, which, which, which I can only imagine 
was like basically like hell comes to Frogtown and Ed is King so, Toad with his concubines. So Ed was born in 1926. Okay. Um, <laughs> so According to Ed, he was a lifetime uh, believer in ghosts, uh, as opposed to like Lorraine says, well, she says a couple different things, like like most of the things with the warrants that it all contradicts itself. But she says that when she was a child, she could see auras around people. Right. And that if she mentioned it at school, she would get in trouble. The nurses told, or the, the, the nuns would tell them. Uh, we don't talk about such things here, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna raising my hand. You can't see it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, question. Yeah. Uh, is that all crap? Crap. Like, do you actually think she saw auras as a child? Or... Do I personally? Yeah. No. No. Okay. Because I well, think okay, I remember so... you telling me something like she. No, she's she's portrayed as a psychic. Right. Okay, a uh, clairvoyant. Okay, so she's she portrays herself as a clairvoyant, right? However, they often bring this up as though it's like some endearing uh, thing about their relationship until she met Ed Warren, until after they were married. She was a complete skeptic. However, she was a complete skeptic, although she saw auras as a kid as a kid claims that she thought everybody could see them right yes but also claims that she was told at catholic school not to talk about it and that though that's not a thing you could talk about and then she claims that at home she could talk about it as long as it was a joke but then she also says that she never talked about it at home so i mean she goes all over the fucking place and then so when she meets ed when they're teenagers they're like 17 years old and he's telling her the story about how when he was around five, five years old, fuck, this is so stupid. Uh, he saw a ball of light in his closet, right? Ah, yes. Yeah. The ball of light. And it started glowing and glowing. And then the ball, uh, formed a face of an old lady and then it floated towards him. It, it, so picture in your mind, Picture what he said, a ball of light with a with a face on it <laughs> and a creepy old woman's face. Well, he's just an old woman. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't mention anything about it trying to harm him or anything. But like it's his dad would tell him, no, there's a logical explanation for everything. And he would joke about the fact, oh, well, he never said what that was. No, that's because you're fucking nuts or you're just lying through your teeth. No, 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 you can't. So. Rob, you wouldn't understand because you're not a Catholic. However, bad news, bad news for Ed Warren is I was raised a Catholic, sir. <laughs> and I don't believe because you're full of shit. It has nothing to do with the fact that it's your Catholic faith. Your Catholic faith doesn't have jack shit to do with scamming people. So, so Ed and Lorraine become, you know, become close uh, they date, all that stuff. He goes to World War II, has a near-death experience. Uh, he gets survivor's leave. So he comes home for like a month. I guess you get a month vacation if you dodged a bullet or something. And then they just send you back in. What the fuck? What kind of month is that? Yeah. No, well, can I <sighs> imagine just traveling in the 1940s from, say, France? Oh, yeah. Like 
to Five, Indiana or wherever least they're from. Ten, it's probably like ten days of that of that month off was traveling. Yeah. <laughs> um at least. But so he comes back, they get married, he goes back to the war, he makes it back alive, and then he goes to art school. And this is told as some endearing uh, little story about how Ed and, and Lorraine, you know, they started off very modest means. They were going to make their their living through through being an artist. Uh, how were they going to do that, you ask? Well, what they would do because of Ed's fascination with hauntings, they would go around the country. By country, I mean random places in Connecticut. Because if you ever notice, a lot of these most famous hauntings happen in and around Connecticut. Because that's where the fuck they were from. Yes. And so they would go to all these different haunted, supposedly haunted places. Ed would sit outside and paint a picture of the house. Then they would knock on the door. They would offer the painting to the owner in exchange for ghost uh, stories about the house. And then they would ask if they could come in. And while they were in there, uh, that's when Lorraine realized that she was a clairvoyant. <laughs> Does this not sound like the scammiest fucking like this sounds like the guy running up to you in the parking lot saying he needs twenty dollars to get to Perry? Yes, exactly. This is the scammy. If somebody walked up to my door and said, "Hey, I painted your house. Can I come inside?" Fuck no. <laughs> go, go, go the fuck away. Like, but no. These people who are telling them about ghost stories, convinced about ghost stories, um are going to let them in. And originally, it, I, I do think it had more to do with uh, his uh, just, he, he was trying to sell his paintings, he was, but as far, I don't think at that point they had it in their mind that it would become what it did, right? I think they thought they could just make a, a, a normal um, career off of being drifters, or grifters, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, give me 20 bucks for this painting of your haunted house oh look there's a woman in, in the fucking window uh i didn't even mean to paint that it just showed up you know that yeah, as i was it. painting it because this is yeah. not how a photograph works yeah i didn't i didn't even notice i painted that woman exactly so that's how it all started off right and then they get into these houses and then oh then they started uh they started getting getting famous right so trying to remember what the first i think the first big time one that they did was the one from uh um the first conjuring movie right i'm pretty sure that was the first yes that was the family before um, uh before amityville before amityville yeah so they showed up um just like pretty much every other time um they they went in there, pissed the family off by the end of it, uh, and got kicked out. Um, Which, as we go through this... You'll notice it, a theme. Yeah, there's a trend with the Warrens that they never actually see anything through because the family, and usually with the help of the authorities, run them out. Yes. Um <laughs> and oftentimes, like the the authorities, I'm trying to remember. God damn it, I'm trying to remember which one it was um, that the authorities literally uh, said, "Look, th this place 
this place is not haunted. Um, the 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 little girl, the second the Warrens left, the little girl admitted to making it all up. Um, it was it, it's been reported that the first words out of Ed's mouth after after the uh, the Harrisville, Rhode Island case um, with the uh, was it the Perrin family? Um, I mean. When they started showing up, they would pretty much start the conversation with, um, you know, just follow my lead and we'll we'll all leave this thing millionaires. Mm-hmm. Um, and people say, oh, well, they never they never charged a dime. Yeah, they didn't need to. They were shrewd. They were definitely shrewd scam artists, but they set everything up. The, the fucking lady. um. Uh, no, she does. The The lady who shows up on, like, all those trashy, like, Maury or whatever else. Yeah. Uh, the, you know who I, I want to say it's Cynthia something. Um, I mean, she, she's just like them. You know, they do, they do cold readings of a room and, and, ah, oh, God. If you ever. Well, the family, the family from the first Conjuring, um, trying to, I, I can remember that I don't think there was many details, but. Yeah, they showed up, and yeah. the they family. Did. I I don't I can't remember what exactly was wrong or what was going on, but the family. Yeah, I mean, removed them quickly. Like mm-hmm. they weren't there playing the guitar and babysitting their kids. These people showed up. The Warrens. No, no, no I think were I like think, removed. So I think with that one, they were there for a little bit. Um, but the issue was. Uh, they got kicked out after the seance or the exorcism. Um, and they try to play it off as though they were kicked out because the family got scared. Yes. Um, but again, you know, they, they got there's kicked the out because though, that nobody, the Warners didn't cure anything or discover anything. No, but that will always be their reasoning why somebody who comes into the house after them like this place isn't haunted oh that's because we fixed it yes they also they also claim that they they never um never they would never and had never attempted to perform an exorcism of any kind without uh the church's permission and without a priest present well and then they interviewed that was entirely a lie yeah then they interviewed demonstrable lie well they actually used a certain priest's name in several in one of the books or one of the things and they interviewed the priest and the priest finally after just basically saying no comment for years yeah. came out and basically said yeah no they were complete scam artists we they never had the backing of the church they didn't have like a pocket dial priest that showed up and fought with them like no like i'm associated with them because they 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 used my name because they knew me but no they were like no bishops, no cardinals, the church. Nobody ever sanctioned Ed and Lorraine Warren to do anything. No. Well, no, I mean, supposedly they, they I, I didn't even look into that. But as well, no, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, recognizing like, him as a, as the expert, the lay person. Well, I mean, they, demonology. they may could have, but I mean, they never sanctioned them to go and clean homes. They didn't no. have any well, real, they didn't have any pull. Because he wasn't ordained, so he couldn't even bless a house. 
So at least from at least from what I was told from the the very famous priest in the Amityville case, which is pretty much the next one after this family kicked them out. Yeah, they move on to Amityville, and they move on to Amityville basically after everything happened. The family wasn't in the house. Yeah, um, and they read about it because the original article, the original story for the Amityville haunting was printed in Good Housekeeping. It was a very small article about the family in Amityville that only stayed there for 30 days. And it was very dull. And it was a kind of like a little, you know, a little piece, a little like a little tiny article. And Ed and Lorraine, as this goes on, they, they, they sniff these things out and they heard about it. So they immediately show up kind of after the media boom. Other media outlets figured it out. And they showed up with themselves another group i think another two psychics or clairvoyants and a local news crew and spent the night in the amityville house now there's been no cleaning done there's been no blessings done ed and lorraine hadn't been there long enough to do anything and by all accounts from everyone who didn't have any money to be made like the news crew and several just random witnesses and nothing happened but the hilarious part is when you read the book or you hear the interviews, Ed and Lorraine are both just, oh, it's the case. You know, what is she quoted? Oh, it's as close to hell as I ever want to get. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah, being yeah. in that house and all the, and then they interview like 12 other people who are just like, nah, yeah, nothing happened. I mean, it was well, actually really, really kind of boring to be honest with you. And again, Ed Lorraine's excuse, which I'm sure is Ed's as well, but like what Patrick said, they always have a Lorraine's excuse in this is not that, oh, well, we cleaned the house. That's why, one, nobody experienced anything that night, and nobody's experienced anything in that house. People have been living in that house for 50 years, and it's been remodeled and worth millions of dollars. Um, is Lorraine's thing is, well, because they're not sensitive to it. So if they if they were clairvoyant or psychic, the house would become haunted. Well, and and he would make sure uh, Ed would always say like whenever he wanted to go or if he just wanted to spook other people, he'd be like, you know, not sure it's okay. I, I'm not sure uh, Lorraine should be here for being clairvoyant and all. Yeah, like this could be really dangerous for her as a clairvoyant. Like, and much like a lot of things, it's always so. Um, so interesting to me that despite all of these things going on, despite the fact that it doesn't seem like the ghosts or poltergeist or whatever it is, gives two shits about uh, who sees it or when, you know, or what yeah. the fuck it does. Exactly. Um, or the fact that it's allowing these people like the Warrens to go out of the house and tell the fucking world and shit. Um, well, and, and, and yet it won't is, let you take a picture. No, you can't take that, a picture of it. You can't. There's that one famous picture of like a small child that was taken in the Amityville house. And again, and again, all you got to do is Google it. The person that took the picture, the crew that was in the house at the time, everybody says it was, there's one that is probably a bad exposure. And the other one was the stepson for the news production crew was in the house that day. Yeah. So again, it's just, it's just Ed and Lorraine's, I wouldn't even say it's just Ed and Lorraine's because the big thing with the Amityville horror is, you know, the infield, like the, the picture of the infield haunting where it's like, look at them levitating. It's a little girl jumping on a bed. 
Yes. And we'll move on to that uh, pretty quick. But with Amityville, the the defense attorney for Ronald DeFeo, who actually did murder his entire family in the house, um, uh, Anson, yeah. he came up with all of this. There's audio tapes that have been released. It's been proven that him and um, the family, the, the the haunted family, the Lutzes, all sat yeah. down and came up with it. And what you really see with the the Lutzes went into hiding. They did they did some publicity afterwards, but they the the lawyer was really good. So you don't trust lawyers. Um, I don't think Ed and Lorraine got paid anything for the Amityville haunting. They didn't no. make their millions. And the Lutzes were only paid $250,000 for a franchise and the movie and the books, which made millions. So, yeah. Yeah. I think this is where we really see the ramp up. Well, this is for, where for, they for, for realize. The yeah. This so is when, where they realize where and they're, they where ramp it. And this is where it comes. They ramp it up. This is where we, we end up getting werewolves. And oh my God. And possession by sodomy and all these things because Dude, possession by Amityville. sodomy doesn't even begin to, to, to describe it, Rob. Like, and the <laughs> well, well, this is where it really starts, and this is where I think people that are all on their side or whatever who just, I mean, the you know, it's crazy when Hollywood, when when Hollywood has to turn down so many aspects of what the Warrens claimed happened to make it believable. Because the Warrens were so out there with their claims on all these things. It is insane. So I think this is where it really ramps up. Because Amityville, within like a year, became worth millions and millions and millions. And the Warrens did nothing. Except for they were part of just another group of clairvoyants in the house with the news crew. And they saw all that money. So then here comes... Well, we'll talk about Enfield. They flew to England. This is a fact. They flew to England. The tires hit the tarmac. They went to the to the infield haunting where other paranormal investigators had been there for something like months, I think. Um, and within less than like eight hours, they were kicked out of the house and were on their way back home to the States because they didn't even hide the, you know, like what Patrick is saying. Ed would show up and be like, oh, just follow our lead. We'll make millions. Yeah. And I mean, which they, they the thing were is removed. about the infield hunt, they, they didn't, they didn't make jack shit. No, they didn't make anything off of it. I mean, that's um, the worst part. Those, those kids are fucked up. Like from the, the, the infield. Oh, it's bad. Like the girl that was, that played the main character to this day is completely haunted. Like, I mean, she is yeah, but, out of her mind. And, but, is it, it was, a matter of is it because she was haunted or is it because of the? Oh well, it was I a think terrible living situation. I think. Oh I mean, yeah, I think I think the kids created something. It got out of hand, and the surrounding circus is what fucked her up. Especially yeah, then, when you really for like least, a year, for like a year or so, if you're doing it, eventually, especially you're young enough, you're gonna convince yourself of that shit. Yeah, and I mean, they 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 had their their parents were divorced. They they lived with their mother. I mean, they were like destitute, poor, dirt broke, poor. They actually there's a really good if you just listen to the last podcast on the left Enfield haunting. It's 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 a good podcast. You can 
you'll really I really enjoyed the episodes. Okay, but I it, I listened to that. My only issue is that they they believed it. They did. So, I mean, but they, I was, but they I, was, I think Henry uh, brought it up and it made a, well they 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 interjected other things too, but there is like yeah, that there was this new father figure who was one of the uh, paranormal investigators and the they said it in that podcast and if you look it up as well. But out of the three children, two of the children admitted to faking so yeah, much yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, so there's really no telling how well, much they did, okay, how much so they here's, did, but it was here's a, the big problem, a mental here's, strain. Cause it, it like, like Patrick said, the, the kids that were involved, especially the girl who in the conjuring two movie is like the one that jams herself in a wall. Like it, yeah. it destroyed those people. Well, so here's the reason I wanted to bring up, like even the, the girl, like, from from the Conjuring Two, from the infield, right? So that is a big thing with Ed and Lorraine, where they have been caught red-handed bullshit. They have been completely called out and caught out in the open, having fabricated uh, fabricated shit. They have Ed at one point told one of the ghostwriters, or it wasn't a ghostwriter, one of the writers for the novels, uh, for the the Snyder Snyder. Uh, family, the ones in Connecticut, the haunting in Connecticut. Um, yes, they were specifically called crazy by Ed when the writer approached him and said, "Hey, so I'm trying to interview these people for you. You know, you, you said this is all real. I'm trying to interview them, but the, the craziest thing is that their stories aren't adding up, and and it's just, you know, what what am I supposed to do? They're all on drugs. They're all drunk." Uh, none of their stories, like, it doesn't match up. They keep changing their stories around. It it just doesn't, none of it feels real at all. And Ed said, all the people who come to us are crazy. Just take what works and make the rest up. So, oh yeah, that I mean... is a direct fucking quote. And everybody glosses over it. Well, yeah, he did like to embellish. No. If you bullshit one thing, if you want me to believe this, you know, any of what the fuck you say is true, you you can't bullshit any of it. And and same with those oh, exactly. girls. Exactly. If you're really no, and, having, and that's why like, I don't believe I don't really truly believe in the <clears throat> in the infield um, uh, haunting, of course. Um, but I think it goes to show just again how. How and, and, and people may want to blame Hollywood. It, this isn't Ed Lorraine embellished everything. Oh, this is touched. before Hollywood got it. Hollywood yeah. is making so they a tried movie. to put their Hollywood it, is not trying to say this is what happened. They're making a horror film. Oh no, I completely agree. And that's the whole thing, though, is that there is a an, uh, a really good article out there if you just Google uh, Conjuring tr- Conjuring Two, real story. Um, it's there's there's many articles out there. One in uh, Inverse and a couple others. I'll try to list uh, resources in the description of this podcast. Um, but the reason why they even did the infield, and Patrick will talk more about it too because he did a lot more research because I was watching eleven seasons of Archer, um, is because they knew they had to have a sequel. They knew they had to have a sequel to The Conjuring. So this was the yeah. only one. Because Ed and Lorraine had barely touched it, 
it was the only one that that the studios knew they could make and wouldn't get sued. Yeah, because Ed and Lorraine were sued for basically every book and novel they released because of how bad. I mean, like how how unfactual they left how, every family, every family they came in contact with, they okay. left them in wreckage. Oh and yeah, they, they came used off. their names and everything, mm-hmm. and they embellished what. Those people, I mean, some of the things, and I'll let Patrick get into it, like the details of it, but some of the things they said happened to these people obviously oh, didn't. But when, you, but when you say that people were sodomized by dude, demons up. and you put it in print. Uh, being sodomized by Poltergeist. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. hold on. Let's, let's hear that again, just in case. One night I ran down the street with Kelly, uh, being sodomized by Poltergeist. Yeah, running down the street. Running down the street. Look, if 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 a ghost chasing you down the street whilst sodomizing you the entire way wasn't horrifying, they could they had the scariest possible film ever on their hands. <laughs> and and nobody thought to put that in. No, because it's fucking ridiculous and the way in which this lady is saying it that's on sally jesse Raphael, by the way exactly. um not only so that entire segment that that is the um that is the <clears throat> that is the haunting in connecticut it's not um it's not one of the uh typical conjuring stories because <clears throat> they didn't have the rights to it so of course the movie for Haunting in Connecticut does not have the warrants in it whatsoever. I wonder why. No, it does not because um, they couldn't get near it. Because I, if I, if I remember, that particular family really hates the Warrens. Oh well, so that particular family really hates the Warrens because um, that particular family uh, were a bunch of drug addicts and uh, drunks who were behind on their rent. And once they got behind on their rent, that's when all of a sudden, ooh, no, the house is haunted. The, the, the owner should have told us about this. Not the rent, probably the mortgage. Uh, the bank should have told us about this. And then that's when it stirred everything up. Basically, they were trying to get out of their mortgage by saying they should have been told the place was haunted or the place used to be a mortuary. So the story behind that house goes, uh, they were in there for cancer treatment for their young son, um, who did a lot of drugs also on top yes. of on top of all the uh, therapies that he was getting for cancer, I mean, he probably was not in the best uh, mindset. Um, so he was, you know, he was acting out and he was having having issues. But the craziest part was the fact that the husband and wife, uh, the Snedekers, um, both reported being repeatedly sodomized, like all the time, like almost night. Like, oh, time for bed. I'm about to get sodomized. Like, yeah. And not only that, if any of this, any of this is true, one of the biggest problems I've always had with those TV shows where they, they would always show people, they'd be standing in the kitchen, and this is where a plate flew at my head. Bullshit, because you're still standing in that kitchen. So um, these people are going to bed every night getting sodomized, right? Yeah. 
No. And and, and, they, and, they, and they, they really like it too. They really stick with the oh, whole uh somebody uh, <laughs> somebody on that Sally Jesse eventually after this is where it gets really ridiculous. So the PTSD would wouldn't let you walk into that house, right? But the last thing you would think you would do is go on to a national televised uh, TV show, an interview show, and then as part of the interview, go and get into a bed on the stage to finish the interview. It was I don't know what they were doing. It was like a, a to just add the effect, like, yes, Sally. This is where we were laying when the succubus and the incubus penetrated us rectally several times. Like, that's <laughs> that's not. No, you wouldn't do. Nobody would fucking do that. Like, and and somebody asked the question as one would. Um, yeah, guys, if if this was happening to you every night, if you were getting sodomized, <laughs> um, you know, I was just thinking, I, I have some young children. You. You had young children, uh, maybe get them out of the house, you know? Well, you know, we we don't know the rules. Where would we go? It could follow us. I mean, what, should I bring it to my, my mother's house so it can sodomize her? <laughs> well, I mean, that's the risk you take to get uh, sodomized by ghosts um, away from your son's fear list. You know, like, I'm sorry. Do what... I'm of the mindset of do whatever you can in life to uh, uh, stop your son from being sodomized by a ghost. Yeah, that's you. That's on. That's definitely on anybody's top of the list. No. Um, yeah. It's and so that one. I mean, I remember haunting in Connecticut when it was when it when it first came out and everything. And again, it was interesting to know that it was Ed and Lorraine thing. Um, but then when you really get down into it, like you said, the the kid was on all kinds of drugs not just yeah. cancer um not that cancer every is a drug, every but... neighbor every single neighbor in that neighborhood had a logical explanation for everything they said they heard oh like, yeah they'd be like uh yeah uh we were setting off fireworks that night that you said you heard loud popping and banging like you and, didn't and... want to go to the cookout because you're fucking weird no exactly and then you know i mean we can you know, and then the latest thing now, Ed and Lorraine in Hollywood are just basically superheroes because the third Conjuring was absolute trash. Um, and it's oh, based and it's and it's based off of um, it's based off of the Arnie Johnson trial, which which is the oh that, that again, whole okay, just so, Google. All you got to do is Google, and especially with true crime where they're actual. Oh, see, that's the other thing with like Ed and Lorraine. Most of the stuff is hard to um well it's not hard I, it's all it's all garbage but it's easy for them to just look at the camera you know or write a thing and say look well if you don't believe then you don't believe ed ed was really famous for that you'll never understand what what happens unless you believe yeah. in what i believe which means you yeah. just have to be catholic i guess no, or, just or means, a con no, artist it just, it just means yeah it just means you have to you believe have in to, the con to understand to, the exactly. con <laughs> It, basically what he's saying it's it's like uh the skeleton key i remember that I, I was watching that and the whole thing was they were talking about hoodoo and hoodoo only works if you believe in it okay well cool i don't so have fun with your curse yeah, but spoiler alert kate hudson did 
She like, did eventually. I don't, and I don't she got, understand. She got clapped up. I never but, understood. It seems like an easy thing to avoid. But, but the, the the Arnie but, Johnson trial is so great because just look at a picture again. Not trying to be mean, but yeah. most of the people that are involved with the Warrens yeah. are let's just say they're not yeah. cultured. They're not cultured folks. Um, they're definitely not intellectuals. Um, and Arnie Johnson got hammered drunk at a dog kennel <laughs> at lunchtime, got into a fight with, I believe his landlord, which again, and- like again, in the, in, in the movie, he's like this skinny ass dude in real life, like his head and his neck. Like there's no differentiation between. No, he's huge. And they got, but again, these are a bunch of like, rednecks he looks like somebody if i were going to cast somebody who stabbed their landlord over um flirting with their girlfriend this is the guy i would cast and that's exactly what this is they were stone (laughs) drunk at like one o'clock in the afternoon yeah somebody made a pass at somebody or somebody said something wrong and he murdered him now the the Warren's tale is mm. that they had, and they did perform an exorcism on his girlfriend's brother, which shows this is hey which, man. which again, again to Ed Warren's claim that they never did an exorcism without the Catholic church's approval. The Catholic church refused to do this exorcism because the family refused to have their son psychiatrically evaluated exactly so they said that the demon jumped from the boy to arnie and all this really was was it it was over the span of a while it wasn't like it jumped to arnie and then like the next day it took some time but but all this was was arnie's defense attorney seeing these whack jobs and saying if we can get off with a temporary insanity slash demon possession let's try it because that's the only shot we have because it was in because front of he witnesses and he clearly <laughs> murdered someone yeah. so and then what really sets it off is the whole well he only did five years out of a 10 to 20 sentence that's because yeah, yeah. Oh, that's because he was only convicted of manslaughter yeah he was not they convicted of capital murder was, and that was that was part of the problem um, that people gloss over. They gloss over the fact that, um, oh, well, he got manslaughter. He didn't get murder. Yeah, he got manslaughter because he was so well known for having a hot temper and being a jealous boyfriend that it was it was just understood that he would probably attack somebody. He they just assumed he didn't mean to kill him. Exactly. It was manslaughter because two stupid people did two stupid things which ended with one of them dying is basically the court saying everybody involved is at fault this guy just ended up killing the other guy and i hate to tell people newsflash watch discovery id every once in a while dude how many times do people go away for first degree second degree manslaughter Mm -hmm. even second degree murder and are back on the streets in 10 years so, or five years or yeah. whatever. It's all yeah. about extenuating yeah. circumstances. Out, and again, he got out because, the, of, 
because of good behavior. You know why he was on good behavior? Because his girlfriend wasn't in there. Exactly. He fucking flirted with. So he wasn't getting drunk and his girlfriend dancing yeah. with his landlord at a yeah. dog kennel. Oh, you know what else happened uh, years later? Um, the uh, the younger brother in that family uh, ended up suing the Warrens and uh, exactly. suing the writer of the book, which means you can't you cannot find that book on the shelf. Um, no, because they they now they released the book and they said all the profits from the book were going to go to this poor family that was affected. Do you, does anybody want to guess how much money? Okay. Well, nobody could probably guess it. But anyway, Ed Lorraine Warren and the publishers gave this family $2,000, which didn't cover anything. Even in 1981, $2,000 isn't getting you much. Then they re-released the book in 2006, and they gave them not one red penny. So then they went to court and sued them for libel and sued them for several other things. And the court sided with them. So they didn't get any money because Ed and Lorraine yep. Warren, which we find out, you know, that's always, well, we never take any money. Well, no, you do. You take as much money as you can. You're just broke. Well, so they were, they, they were always broke. Everybody was broke. The publishing house wasn't going to pay out. They have better lawyer. Ed and Lorraine Warren were I would, I'm not going to say like broke, broke, but they never had any real liquid money lying around because just like any other kind of scam artist or grifter, you know, it's just from one to the next. And you're, you know, you're spent. I mean, they're flying themselves to England to get kicked out of the infield haunting. They're flying yeah. themselves all over Connecticut. And again, they're spending all this money because in the end, it always comes down to a book. There are the werewolf haunting yeah. books, the haunting, and, and then yeah. and then what happens is you kind of get these books on the shelves, right? And they sell momentarily, and then a lawsuit comes along, and they got to pull all the books off the shelves. Yeah, I think they've been sued for every, and that's why that's why I think the only reason why they have a name is because of Amityville, even though they didn't know they didn't get paid for it because they had nothing to really do with it. But their names were there, and they're kind of like a—they're kind of like the, the cult cultists. They—they they have a—they have like a little name around them. But every single case they've ever worked has gone into print, and I—and I probably had to say every single one of them has a lawsuit attached to it because even yeah. the crazy, like Ed said, they're all crazy. Even the crazy ass, drug addicted, drunk, lunatic families that agree to go into business with them eventually, eventually all them. back out because they're yeah. like, it wasn't enough just to tell a spooky story about goo and bleeding walls and everything. Like you have to have me raped by a werewolf. Well, and that's just, and it you too. use it's my all real of name. Their stories. All of their stories are always spectacular. Okay. When Ed and Lorraine will talk about a haunting, it's not like virtually any other if you notice nowadays people like again zach back it's not to bring it back up but like these ghost stories or these paranormal investigator shows he almost went it's blind. all what's that he almost went blind you know zach baggins he did he did almost go blind. <laughs> but even at that okay even even zach baggins uh going blind thing right it is all still within that 
realm of people are keeping it much more low key now. It's it's much more within that realm of oh, you just about missed it. Oh, this is really faint. If you just make it out, you can convince yourself you heard it. As opposed to back then, you have floating balls with grandma's face on them. Or you have the walls are oozing goo and 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 you know, people are dropping or marbles are flying across the fucking room. This little girl is talking in an old man's voice, but only when people turn around and don't look at her. Like, <sighs> oh, no, we can prove that it's otherworldly because we taped her mouth shut and it was still happening. Yeah, no, that, that just proves that someone else is fucking doing the talking. But now it's literally just Zach Baggins of, oh, that door just closed. Okay. I, I, I could get behind that. I could see why ghosts are so hard to prove if that's the type of shit that they do. Yeah. Oozing oozing goo from the walls. Eh, I would I would think there'd be some kind of evidence for that. In the infield haunting, the, 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 um, Ed and Lorraine weren't parts of this, but in the infield haunting, they, they kept saying that, oh, the ghost could, like, pull a pillow through the wall. Like... <laughs> well, and, like, the craziest thing about about the Warrens is before the conjuring really um i mean i don't think they were ever taken seriously like they did sally uh, jesse Raphael. they did a couple no, of things. i think I, they I, think, were. I, think, I think there were some like well people... i think they were from the the paranormal like fucking crowd yes exactly but like just in general you know that's like the craziest part about it like just in general they were not um, like called upon by the church or any other like outstanding, you know, any anybody who had any reputation at all was never dialed. Oh, nobody up. was like call the war. No, yeah, yeah exa- they, exactly. They, they, and, they, and, they screamed like an ambulance chaser. Oh yeah. no, they were. And then when you really start to dig and get down into it, which you don't have to dig very far. Um, you know, I don't, I mean, we've pretty much covered all the biggest ones there. If you, man, there's just so much to look up. I mean, they had so many books, but you can't find them because they've all, because these books aren't just all of a sudden under lawsuit because of all the haters for the conjuring. These books got slapped with lawsuits and pulled off the shelves within six months of print because of how, how much they just, they, you know, that's what Patrick was saying. Um, and what really blows the mind is how angelic they're they're portrayed. They're not just portrayed oh, as, no. as no. ghost hunters. They're portrayed as the saviors of families. These people destroyed lives. They absolutely. And, and these weren't good. And most of these weren't good lives to begin with. They made the worse worse. They absolutely destroyed people, and they didn't even pay them for their time. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> As we talked about earlier, I mean, they just left. They they left a wake of suffering behind them, and I don't, I don't even necessarily think that it was all. I I don't think there was any ill will in there. I think it was just. I think there was no will at all. I think they didn't think about anything that was going to happen to other people. I think to an extent, some of the stuff they might have fucking believed in, they might have, but. 
at the same time, I think they felt as though making shit up. It, it's like, you know, not to get political, but it's like the ever ivermectin people, you know, it, they they for whatever reason, they're going to convince themselves this shit. It, they can take a horse medicine and that'll be better than listening to their doctor, you know. Um, but that all started because somebody else who couldn't possibly have believed that spread it anyways and then lied and said oh this shit works for me because they need it to help prove their other points no exactly you know, that's what ed and lorraine I, I i think that's what it because he was a devout catholic you know um he he maybe saw this as man i can get uh i can get all these people to start really uh, this is this will be like my mission in life this is how i can help convert people I can help get the word out about God. I just have to make up a couple of demons, sodomizing people in their fucking bed. Yeah, because people love that. Oh, people would. I that'll get me praying. Yeah, oh, for <laughs> sure. Would, I don't want that. I don't. I don't want that. But you know and what? Then, you, and then, like one of the biggest things about all of it is what really kind of ties it all together is what we kind of uh, led to in the beginning is not only were they con artists, but the whole love affair that they are portrayed as having. Oh, no, no, he was awful to Lorraine and he was awful to everyone. Like there, there was no guitar playing hippie sing-alongs and Oh, Lorraine, anything for you. There was none of that. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure like it was it was about as volatile of a marriage as as anybody could imagine. Yeah. Then when then when you bring in the fifteen year old Ed's hitchhiker yes. Um who lived with them in the home. They would tell they would tell friends and family and neighbors that she was their niece coming to stay with them. Um which so gross like especially just refer to it like oh this is my niece Ugh. yeah yeah he liked it. like fucking I, I i don't know what you tell people in that situation and i don't think i'll ever need to find the thing to tell people in that situation i think um the fact that she came out i think her name was penny um yes she came out years and years and years later and would describe ed and lorraine as having a very mutually abusive codependent kind of relationship where they both needed each other uh, but they both practically loathed each other at that point um he would beat her he would hit her um the <clears throat> what was it the white lady in the uh in uh, the cemetery um yes that was that was one of the ones that wasn't that one of the ones that he got absolutely he, just hammered he, how poorly he tried to fake this? No. And unfortunately, people will still try and point to it as saying that it was real. Um, but the problem is that his. Um, his. Uh, his evidence. Uh, turned out to be. Penny. It's a picture or a video of Penny. Yes. Um, 
Well, originally it was a picture of Penny. Uh, and I guess the video, I haven't actually watched the video. Uh, probably going to watch it. Um, but he had this video that he wouldn't show anybody. That he said, oh, no, I have it on video. It's true. It's it's, it's the real deal. I have it on video. Oh, cool. Can I see it? No. No. no nobody's nobody's and, and, and that's it. and that's again that's like one that's, of like that's the, one of their go-to it's, it's and it works how it, that's it, what it, drives it, me insane. It, yeah exactly because it wouldn't work with anything else if i because came up to you me. and was like patrick i found or did so and so or anything and it was incredible be like okay you know well no i can't even give it that example the example would be patrick i saw the most insane thing imaginable and you won't believe it i got it on tape as well or i got it i got a video of it okay yeah. can, you, can i see it no no i mean no, he didn't he no. didn't even say he witnessed it he said he yeah. caught it on tape he documented it what is well, the point well, what is yeah the exactly point? so well, can we see why? your documentation why well, the werewolf they claim that they have definitive uh, evidence that it was definitely a werewolf ghost possessing this man um we saw him I think it's like he, he pulled a pole, a, a light post out of the ground or some shit like that. We have definitive evidence that it was a werewolf. Oh, really? Extensive evidence. Oh, cool. Cool. Can I, can I see that? Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, we don't show people that. No, what? Why? Why don't you show people any of that? This is like, this is like the, uh, the Joseph Smith, you know, um, looking in a bag of rocks and, and telling people, Oh God's speaking to me through these rocks, but I'm not supposed to show them to you. Like, no, no, that doesn't, that doesn't work for me. I need to, if you have evidence, if you don't, if you said it just happened to you, I'm more inclined to believe you than if you say it happened to you and you have evidence, but then you won't show me the evidence. That's when it's like, why would you even tell me you have it? Yeah. What's, what's the point? So, so apparently, um, Ed and Penny had a 40 year long relationship. That's insane. Uh, okay. Apparently they officially said they moved the girl into their house because she had nowhere else to go. God damn it. Um, (laughs) so so bad. oh, Oh shit. All right, here we go. When Lorraine Warren signed on to consult on the Conjuring movies, she got a contract that states the movies will not feature negative information about the Warrens, including, quote, there's so much of it out there, including, quote, sex with minors, child pornography, prostitution, or sexual assault. The Hollywood Reporter consulted an entertainment industry attorney who says mentioning specific sex crimes like this is something she has never seen before. Well, and the reason why is because if you, I didn't know this because I don't really stay up on the, the Warrens. Um, yeah, no. as, as much as much as I dislike them. Um, but after the first Conjuring movie was released was when Penny started to talk. And when friends of Penny's well, started, keep in mind that started to dead talk. At this point. Yeah, he's been gone a long time. But like friends of Penny and Penny herself started to talk. And it was there. I mean, if you just Google it, like Ed's underage, you know, whatever, there's multiple articles from like Hollywood insider and all these other things to where they buried it pretty quick. 
But oh, I mean, this is right it, was a, it was a uh, huge worry, worrisome for Blumhouse because even though it can't be portrayed in the movie, doesn't, and I think obviously Lorraine knew it was going to come out quick that all of this was happening. But again, they kind of squashed it or people just didn't believe it. But, you know, like this is, this is easy Googling. This is stuff that, like you said, people have had raised eyebrows about it for so long. And I think what people forget is, well, how can that be true? You know, with the, they weren't super celebrities. They are their Their memory is because both of them are passed, but they weren't super. I mean, they're just really these two creepy old people living in some farmhouse out in Connecticut or okay. Indiana or wherever so, the heck they were from. Tell me if this just sounds suspicious. If it sounds sus. Yeah. Sus as the, as the kids would say. So, sus, it already sounds sus AF. So Penny was her last name. Okay. Judith. So her name was Judith. Um, Judith Penny, Penny, which is a little odd. However, the official statement after she came forward, the official statement from their attorney, the Warrens opened their home to Miss Penny when she was 18 and had nowhere else to live following a childhood of neglect. During much of their career, Ed and Lorraine were on the road, working on cases and giving lectures, and Miss Penny lived and watched their house. So, what they were saying, their, first of all, the, the inclusion of the Warrens opened their home to Miss Penny when she was 18. That already implies, you, you're already telling me where you're going with this. It's like, oh, well, he might have fucked her, but even if he did, it wasn't legal. Yeah. Right? Then you add in this this wonderful little line had nowhere else to live following a childhood of neglect. So that's automatically you're trying to undermine anything she has to say as being that of desperation um, and a warped little mind. Mm -hmm. And then you say, oh, they were on the road working on cases and giving lectures. You know, Penny just lived in their house, watched their house. Yeah. I mean, that whole, I remember looking into that, I think after Conjuring 2 came out and I started seeing articles about it. And yeah, it is the most, anybody can read between those lines. It's just funny because we do live in an era now to where people choose not to. People's minds are already made up. So, but no, I mean, there's tons of documentation about what absolute pieces of garbage these people were. Um and again, you know, I don't really know if it was all Ed or all Lorraine or probably, I think, it, but see, honestly, I think it was a combination of both. And I think the reason why things were so volatile is because like what, like what we've gone over, they had no skills. This no. is how they made their money. No, it wasn't, Ed was it, a it, bus it was, driver. Before all this, Ed was a bus driver. Yeah. It's like, it's like one wasn't a writer. One wasn't a lawyer. One wasn't a, a plumber. One, I mean, they had no skills that could be monetized except for, you know, you know, no. I mean, nothing wrong with being a bus driver, but obviously that's not what they wanted. And once you start hustling, like they're hustling, you don't go back to being a bus driver, yeah, you know? No. And, and and it's very cult. Like, like you said, oh, like yeah. with, with the daughter and the, or with the uh, niece, if you will. And that's the weirdest thing is like, they have, a daughter 
Yes, they do. Um, and the other thing I will say about somebody coming out and speaking is the girl from Enfield, who, again, like Patrick said, um, the Warrens weren't there long enough to ruin their lives. Um, until but they paid her to be. Until, until they paid her to say they were. I'm sorry. Exactly. Because, I mean, her life was already ruined with the years or the year and a half or whatever. Oh, yeah. This is like recent. Of the faking and then all the paranormal stuff. And there was a book written about them, but it was not a Warren's type book. It was a very boring book, um, <laughs> actually. It, it just documents every little teeny tiny thing that happened. But these. Well, it was still bullshit. Yes, it was. I mean, I mean, but what I'm saying is like she was just tormented her whole life. I mean, her whole life was ruined. She's never done an interview except for the DVD little, little featurette on the conjuring and when you look at her she the whole do it for the money yeah i would have too because they're paying her probably a good amount of money just because they because again the warrens need anything they can and the conjuring people the conjuring universe are trying to solidify the warrens as ghost busting superheroes um but that's the first time she's ever spoke but actually take your blinders off and just watch that interview. That poor woman looks like she, she looks like she's been through hell and back multiple times. I mean, she, and so whatever money they paid her, like Patrick said, then she came out and said, you know what she said in the DVD commentary, but it's backed up every which way from Sunday. The Warrens weren't even there for 24 hours, but somebody with a yeah, checkbook well, there was came some calling and I would have were... done the same thing. Yeah, there's some reports that they were there for like a day, some that said they were two days, but nonetheless, I mean, they were, they were I mean, not, I think maybe they were they in were, London, but they were, they were, they got the boot. They weren't, quick. they weren't there. Yeah. They weren't there for the whole, um, my name is Bill. Burford. No, they weren't there for any of that shit. Bill Brasky has an ice cream <laughs> truck made entirely out of human skulls. Bill Brasky could drink this whole swimming pool. Bill Brasky is a son of a bitch. <laughs> Hands down, the one of the best. I'm writing that. I need to remember that. I, need, I could watch thirty. Yeah, could I go. Look, I could watch an hour of Bill Brasky. I, I might. I might look that shit up again. Did they do multiple, or was that just one sketch? Oh no, there was like eight or nine of them, I think. But yes, yeah, so that down right here. But no, like they weren't. They weren't even there for anything that happened in that film. Like, well, and because most of the stuff that happened in that film um, didn't actually happen. Well, I mean, obviously it didn't actually happen. And the Warrens, they, the, the Warrens weren't there. But it's witness. claimed to have been happened. It, the, the stuff that happened in that film actually was claimed to have been uh, a thing, right? Yeah. So, like, and for instance, even Ed and Lorraine uh, don't claim that the the Amityville, uh, the original murders in the Amityville house, even Ed and Lorraine don't claim that the original murders were uh, um, demon possession or anything like that. They say no. that they, they believe that that's what brought that out. Yes, because that was that was their whole thing was either they either. Okay, and here's the other thing, too. I want to make this perfectly clear. And probably not just for the Warrens, but I dislike them. Um, 
And this yeah. is what the episode's about. Um, yeah. Not a single, not one ever single house or haunting location has ever been haunted again or since or before the Warrens showed up. Well, and nothing's happened quite to the extent that the Warrens. But I mean, but I mean, like nothing. I mean, like these homes before whatever lunatic family moved in there, they weren't haunted. Then they no. get a hold of the family. Yeah. And, and now the house is haunted. The Amityville house has never been haunted again. Not a single report. Nope. Which, I mean, takes some guts to move into that house, but I mean, you probably got it cheap. It's yeah. I mean, water, don't get me and wrong. It's, and it's I'm going to talk the most property. shit. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna talk the most shit about all of this stuff. But Rob, Rob knows my policy very very well. It's everything's about risk versus reward, you know. Um, yeah, if like, I can, I'm not gonna I, go to the house. Warrens' house and like tap on the glass of Annabelle's cage, it, it, little little cage. No, I'm not gonna do that because oh, I'm, I'm gonna not gonna I'm not gonna get anything out of that. That no, zero. No, no. That zero point zero 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 one percent chance that some shit gets fucked up in my life? Nah, I'm not doing that. That's when me and Patrick will go together. Uh, I will take Annabelle out of the cage and literally throw it at him. You would. I just, could, I, just, and Patrick, but Patrick no, would be angry momentarily. I, 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 I would be. I but he won't. He, but he, he's not going to push the. No, he's not going to try to push the envelope. No. I am. All I'm saying is that like the, the 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 Connecticut house has never been no reports. The Amityville house, which is not the Warren's property thing again. That's why they couldn't touch Amityville. Yeah. That's why they just had an Easter egg for it. And again, nobody called them. They just showed up like everybody else did. Yeah. Um and then, you know, the, I believe the house from the Conjuring one has never had any issues. The Enfield house has never had any issues. And again, the Warrens didn't stay at the first Conjuring house long enough to cure anything. They were removed. They weren't stayed at they they didn't stay at the Enfield long enough because they were kicked out almost immediately. They yeah. didn't solve any problems in the Conjuring three because it was already manslaughter and he only he served half of his sentence. Yeah, and he got out. So it's like it, it just like the list goes on and on. And the craziest part is, is out of all of the other stuff that the Warrens have worked on, the Hollywood can't even touch most of it. Because I think after The Conjuring did so good, they sat back and they're like, oh, wait, what? Werewolves? Well, no, here, here's what, here's what <laughs> the problem was. Here's, here's what the biggest problem was that the Warrens ran into is if it's a true story then nobody has to pay you the rights for it. They have to pay you the rights to use your name and your likeness. Well, and see, and that's how Amityville got around it with the sequels. Yep. They quit using the Lutzes. They quit yep. using names and like likenesses all together. For the yeah, Lutzes. they just put another, all they needed to do, they can, they can even say, they don't say the Lutzes' name, but they can refer to the story that happened because they claimed it was true. Yeah, as long as they claim, the, as long as nobody steps forward and says now, and, and some people, this is the double edged sword because some people will turn around and again, they'll try and use this as, well, that's why they're saying it's fake because they want to make money off of it. And that's what they accuse the writer of the, um, of the, uh, that first conjuring, um, the rich, 
not Richmond, wherever it was. Um, <clears throat> but the, the with the witch, um, yeah, the parent the parent family one, they accuse that of. Uh, well, he's just saying that it's fake now because he can't make money off of it otherwise. Well, um, here's 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 the big here's the big issue with that though, is a lot of these families at this point they don't want money, they just don't want to be involved. Like the entire thing with the devil made me do it case. At that point, the family just didn't want to be involved. That little boy, he said, I want this book off the shelf. This book, these people ruined my entire family by convincing my mother not to get my son or not to get my little brother the mental help that he needed and getting these 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 scam artists involved instead. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you can hear that, but Coraline is crying like crazy right now. Oh, I got a piece of it. <laughs> good, good, good. Well, no, I mean, I mean, pretty much to sum it up, because Coraline is crying and uh, I don't want Marissa mad at me. Um, but like, I mean, you know, we just I really wanted to, to do this episode because I dislike them so much. But also it just kind of just goes in to to like okay i guess the real reason i bring it up is because we're we you know we're we're there's tons of horror groups out there and yeah. the craziest part is like maybe it's because we're getting old like we are we're getting old like we're gonna yeah. be i'm not gonna yeah. make philip, it to 40. Philip, philip called me old today but oh, i mean no. we're, i i actually we're, we're, we're getting we're getting very close. 45, 45 i mean and we're, and we're getting close to 40 so like what's crazy is like Things that were just such, I wouldn't even say just common knowledge, but just common sense are just no longer there. Yeah, and it's upsetting. Yeah, because I remember seeing the Warrens do little guest spots on, um, what was that one crappy one, um, uh, Penn State Paranormal and all these things. And um, you could just hear them talk. Yeah. Especially, oh, especially so- Lorraine, you just the interviews or anything. Cause I mean, so we've always been how, into horror and spooky stuff. Yeah. And it's like, I like, they can't it, even sell this. No, that's, and that's, that's what I mean. And that's probably why they, you know, had the issues that they probably had and never well, became you know Zach Baggins or anything else. They you had, know how your they had thing the fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, and the first decade of the new millennia. And they still couldn't sell it. And they didn't sell it. They signed a piece of paper with Hollywood because they're running out of ideas. And again, like you said, with lots of stipulations about sexual abuse and minors and Lorraine, that's all she did. But the Warrens didn't sell it. Hollywood just stumbled upon it because they had nothing else to do. Yeah. You know, they were running out of ideas quickly. And you can only make so many Amityvilles. And then, you know, somebody looked them up. And again, Hollywood had to, I wouldn't say dumb it down. Hollywood had to tone all of these quote unquote Warren's stories. Amityville is not a part of that. So people quit, quit tying them with Amityville. They were there for like a day. Um, (laughs) And then they did, then they did some publicity for themselves, some interviews and said, Oh yeah, we went there. Yeah. Um, But, 
they had to tone it down so much because even Hollywood horror movie department at Bloomhouse said this is unbelievable. Like this this cannot be taken serious for no for 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 5 minutes. People will just roll their eyes and leave. Yes. That's what it's like Long Island Medium or anything like that. Like so when you know the whole thing that you introduced recently that you like doing and showing reviews of or going over reviews of of Amazon things because you oh know that God. it'll upset are there, me. Are there books? Like did you find some Warren books with reviews on Amazon <sighs> to try to really irritate? No, no, no. Um Cause I, I actually time. assumed I actually assumed you were going to. But um I'm sure you can. No. <laughs> what I did this morning, my my 5 a.m. watch today was a documentary about the Warrens. This was a pro Warrens documentary. Okay. Um, okay. Oh my God. Like everything they say, and and much of the stuff that I watched for this, I I don't want it to seem like I was purposely looking for stuff like oh show me how the Warrens were frauds. No. I watched legitimate interviews with the Warrens. I watched television programs that they put on or that they came on specifically to uh, further their own goals. Like they are shucksters, right? Is that a thing? Is that what you would call them? A shuckster? I'm not sure. I don't know. It sounds appropriate for the time. It but, does. <laughs> but like watching a, 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 Pro Warren documentary and listening to the overall narrative of it is infuriating when they would say, and that's when like this one guy, um, this one guy that was one of their little, one of their little helpers uh, was talking about how this was one of the times after, uh, Ed had taken, he had removed Lorraine, uh, from the house because, Oh, it was too dangerous while she's, you know, being all, clairvoyant and, and whatnot mm-hmm. so this guy paul eno he was left to watch uh this girl marcy who was uh the youngest girl in that richwood house um he, he was left to sit there and watch her uh while they were while they were there this big cloud of energy came up in front of him right he said it looked like a haze and and then he tried to push against it like why would you but he said it was solid. It felt solid. Like it was like it was bird bones. These are his words. Bird bones. <laughs> it was made out of bird bones. It had a skeletal structure. This ghost now has skeletal structures. Like they, they just kept making random shit up. And it's being it's in a documentary on the fucking Discovery Channel. Like this is why the world's fucked up right now, Rob. Yeah, because there's actually no real journalism no it, it, discovery channel used to be like oh look at this this is a scientific you know fact this is like a science project i'm about to watch this yeah. is something that happens this is this is you know um demonstrable proof of something no this is a this is a documentary about some con artists who want you to believe that ghosts are made out of bird bones yes and Bloomhouse has a lot of money and they need well i well, i wonder when that documentary came out um i can pull it up real quick 
Um, <sighs> yeah, it's called Devil's Road. The true story of Ed and Lorraine Warren. It came out in 2020. So. Yeah. Okay. So. We've got some five star reviews. We've got a one star review. Great documentary. This couple. Oh, wait. Went away. But this couple was. Oh, no. This couple were pioneers. May they rest in peace. Yeah. The one from Crystal. Loved it. Learned a lot more about them than I thought I knew. Great. Great episode. Scarier than the Conjuring movies. <laughs> more made up, too, somehow. <laughs> oh, and one of the one star no photosensitivity warning I am epileptic and had to turn it off 10 minutes in it's way too flashy and bright white strobes every other second it's ridiculous it seemed like it would be a decent watch but I can't finish it that's unacceptable just you know yep. just watch the film so <laughs> so yeah I don't know I don't know what else we can say about the well, this was I wanted this to be a lot more put together, but anyways, it wasn't, and that's fine because our our anger fuels us. Well, I just wanted to read you a uh, <laughs> want to read you a couple of reviews from Ed and Lorraine's Werewolf. Oh God, yes, perfect, thank you. Do Such that. a disappointment. I have Aww. read most of Ed and Lorraine's books and loved them. Oh, but this book sucks. Why? Clearly, clearly, this guy suffered from mental health issues, and that's yes. it. Yeah. I don't <laughs> okay. like it at all. He needed professional medical help, not <laughs> not Ed and Lorraine. Yet disappointed they loved all big their time. other. Yeah. Yet again, once you say this crazy person is possessed by a werewolf, everything else you say goes out the window. But not for this person. No. No, but see, that just goes to show. That's what I was saying. Like, there are people out there that still believe in Ed and Lorraine. But again, how can you believe in them when they're, it's like, I choose to believe in their ghost stuff, but just not their werewolf stuff. Like, again, like, if you're faking it, you're faking it. You can't fake pieces and not have it taint everything else. Because there it is right there. Like, I love all their books. I've read all their books. I, you know, I, I obviously like, I believe in them, but the werewolf, that's where they cross the line. So it's like they can fake everything else. Um, or I'll give them the benefit of the doubt of faking everything else, demonic sodomy and other things. Um, but, but when it comes to a man who thinks he's a werewolf, like, then all of a sudden the, the veil is lifted and obviously he was suffering from mental health when it's kind of out there that most of all of them were suffering from mental health issues. Every single one of them. I hate yes. to say that Ronnie DeFeo, <laughs> who murdered his whole family, was suffering from a mental health issues because a psychiatrist on the record was, no, that quoted, one. was quoted as telling his parents, he will kill you one day because he was a lunatic and then also the the he was a heroin he was a heroin addict and he was high on lsd so, so did he hear things yeah i think if i was high on smack all right. and dropping acid i would have well, hurt stuff too i do want to um i do want to say i i i i don't 
I just want to keep on the on the subject of people convincing them, themselves to believe stuff. Um, we are going to be on the next episode. We will have a we will return to at least a pitch deck because I have something that I found that is free on Prime and I need Rob to watch it. I thought you already need, had the Netflix thing that was free on Prime. The the okay. woke the woke fest. No no you can, no. I, we're going the opposite. We're going the opposite direction for this one. Okay, so just go. I guess yeah. I got my I got my notebook. So what is my pitch deck? Okay, well, it is from <laughs> it is from Stephen Schultz, the director of The Abyss, Tremors, and then God's Compass, and then the movie Lesser Evil. Okay, well he's got two good ones in there. Uh, the Abyss and Tremors, yeah, yep. This is a 2018 film called The Trump Prophecy. Damn it! Witness the true story of one man's personal journey to healing that led to an international prayer movement. Retired firefighter Mark Taylor finds himself in a crisis of faith as he struggles with the diagnosis of PTSD. Everything changes when he experiences a revelation from God. As he works to understand his remarkable experience, he shares his inspirational message of hope and patriotism. It's free on Prime. I'm this sure is a movie is. that actually happened. This is a movie that actually came out. So. <clears throat> okay. I guess Hold I'm... on. Let me read you this one review. Unfortunately, this is a one-star review. And not for the reason you thought. I waited and waited and was so disappointed. When a titled movie about an important person was never shown, but barely once and maybe barely twice, if that. The very subject the movie was based on, the man anointed by God was snubbed, omitted, and unappreciated. Shame on the writers, producers, and anyone who had a part in developing and making of this movie. They fell short. Letting politics and fear of the public's Trump haters and critics affect their entire production. Mr. Trump has made history and has touched the souls of millions. Snippets of him meeting with leaders of rebel countries and the scenes where those countries shouted and rejoiced his name. And that beautiful scene as he stood praying while touching the wall in Jerusalem. All of that would have made a movie worth a whole lot more. <laughs> 41 people found this helpful. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely so, going to have to get into this. It's I just look up the trailer. Um, it's it's something. Yep. Nope. I can I can I can see. Oh God, I can see this is not going to be good. This is not going to be good. And keep in mind, I wait. No, we changed the rules. I don't have to watch it now. That's right. No, we didn't change those rules at yeah, all. Yeah, we did. We did. It's oh, more well, of an interview. So now I actually have to I I believe it's recorded, sir. I believe we I think it was I think it was my turn to to do the pitch deck. Now that I think about it. And we've got no way to see if that's correct or not. No, Wickerman was the last one. I didn't Shit. Yeah. No, I think Yeah, no, that's right. You no. made me watch Wickerman. Yeah. yeah. No, I did. And I and I did a metal mix for it too, which was phenomenal. You did, you did. Okay, I will watch that. That will be the pitch. Now, what movie are we gonna do next week? Do I? I'm okay. kind of. I, I look. I kind of want to watch that 
Netflix thing, the woke patrol yeah. thing. Oh, it's that a, would be it's, a great it's a new, it's a new movie. It's, free. it's a new, it's a brand new, it's a slasher. Uh, it's very scream. Um, um, I I enjoyed the kills. Okay, um, so we will do. So we'll do the Netflix. What is it? Somebody's in. Somebody's alone in the house. Someone's inside your house. Someone okay. is inside your house. Yeah. Uh, I also watched. Me about um, it. It's going to be a big one. I also watched uh, the Night House. That's good. Yeah, I saw you posted about that. Someone is in your house. Yeah. Um. So that's good. Oh. Trying to think if there's, uh, I started watching the brand new cherry flavor. Um, and it's pretty solid. Thanks. Interesting. It's a, did, that's was a the, show. Did the, was the Chucky show any good? Um, I, it's gonna, yes. So it's good to see Brad Dourif back. Um, it, yeah, I, I'm, I'll be giving, uh, I'll know more after the second episode. Um, yeah, it starts out slow. The first half of it is like teen drama. This kid's being bullied. Um, you know, so kind of playing off of the first movie. Or yeah, the last, last movie. I mean, last movie with the bullies Cult? and Cult of Chucky. Oh, the one that me and you saw in theater. Dude, that wasn't the last one. Oh, God, you're right. Was it not the last one? I thought the last... You're talking about Bride of Chucky. No, the last Chucky movie where the kid's living in the apartment complex and he's being bullied and then he makes friends with the other kids. Oh, the remake. No, this isn't connected to the remake. Okay. I forgot that shit clearly. I just forgot that shit exists. How could you all. forget that? You took me to the movies. I know. You bought know. popcorn. In, no, in this the one. Coat. So this one is this kid is he's a little bit of a loner. Um, he's gay. He gets picked on at school. He's he wants to be an artist. Um, and so that's how they he, he's an artist that like a gay artist. He keeps Come on. they're really they're really grasping. So now. he keeps he well. So he, he keeps saying this thing, and I don't know if it's because maybe this is a, a thing and I'm too old. But they keep saying this over and over and over again about like, oh, are you into vintage? No, I'm into retro. Like, I see. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know they what, keep what is doing the difference this whole thing. Vintage and retro. So there's no like lead up as to how he finds Chucky at a uh, yard sale, but he does, and he takes Chucky home because he wants to use him as part of the sculpture that he makes out of baby doll pieces whatever is what it is but he can't rip chucky's head off to use him on and then it gets distracted and for whatever reason forgets to ever do it after that point um so the first half though is just this kid dealing with his daily life as you know the awkward gay clip um and chucky is like witnessing all this his father's abusive and all this shit so chucky's witnessing all this and what it implies is that um Chucky is like seeing a potential protege, maybe, um, because it's like it, it it's in the town where Charles uh, Charles Lee Ray grew up, right? Yeah. Uh, so he is like 
for whatever reason that Chucky went back to that town. He's clearly there for some kind of reason, but he's he's seeing this, and I think he's seeing flashes of his own childhood happening, right? Yeah. Um, so he's seeing the the father picking on the kid and and all this shit, and and the kids in school picking on him and whatever. So obviously it's Chucky, so he's not going to be like, oh, I feel bad for this kid. It's more a matter of, oh, I relate to this kid. And so I'm going to get him to, you know, help me out in what I need to do. Uh, since he's given up on the whole taking over baby bodies for a while. Yeah. Anyways, it's it, it was solid. I'll, I'll watch it again. It was better than I thought it was going to be. It was just, uh, I don't know what I was expecting or hoping for. Um, but it, it was slower paced than anticipated. Well, cool. Well, I think I think next week's going to be good. This one we just had to do. Um, it was not as concise, but or not as put together. Um, but I mean, there's just only so many ways you can say that the Warrens are con artists. Um, so I think we did pretty good. Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> Especially I, I pre-gamed a little bit beforehand, so probably a, not a great idea. It's uh, a perfect a of, idea. Had a, had a bowl of pizza nuggets in front of me. Yes, which I was jealous of. Um, well, cool. Well, uh, we will see y'all next week with the super. If you thought, if you thought the craft legacy was woke, uh, yeah. Wait till you see. From what Patrick says, this is this is the this is the awakening that we all need. Um, oh yeah. Especially as I assume white males. This is we're really the demographic that needs to be woked. So. Yeah. Maybe this maybe this will do the trick for me. I don't know. I'm yeah. I'm on TikTok well, although, all the time I'll, and it's not really working. Will, I'm still not woke yet. I will say this. When I say that it was woke, I mean the undertones. Okay? So this isn't going to be uh, there are moments here or there, but this isn't going to be, you know, the craft legacy where they're just telling you. Okay? Oh, so this is subtext. It's going woke. to be it's going to it's subtext. It's a bit it's sometimes lazy subtext sometimes incredibly lazy subtext sometimes they might as well have just said the words directly but yeah but it's not um this is more of a these people had a message it's kind of a messy message but they they you know cool well yeah yeah no no no, i'm actually i want to watch it so um we'll have that and then we will talk to you guys soon yeah <laughs> later